0: All right, welcome to the Lane's podcast, guys. Um, I haven't done one of these one-on-ones in a long time, but on today's episode we have the boss of YKTR the creator, Isaac John. So thanks for having that, face coming in Thanks
1: for having me on, bro. Just been talking a little bit of shoes and appreciate yeah, right. the little clip you got behind you.
0: Yeah, bro. Right. Yeah, I love my shoes, man. As you know, I love your basketball and stuff. But yeah, no, nah, love my shoes. Um, yeah, today's episode, I just want to talk to you about basically I know a lot of people talk to you about your know, creative YKTR and stuff like that, but I want to talk to you about kind of like the start of YKTR, but coming before that, the start of, you know, when you knew your footy career was over, right? Because I know you've gone into detail a bit about, you know, you, you kind of had a couple of injuries and you kind of knew like when, your injury, when, when you had those injuries, your career was over. But I just want to ask you um, about your football career. I know Trent Barrett said that you had a pretty good brain about football and he asked you about coaching, so I just want to ask you, because I coach myself, and I know it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not for everyone. It's a pretty tough, tough gig, but I heard yesterday in your YKTR, inside YKTR, that when you got an injury, you went down to the under-20s and coached a bit. What was the, what was the I say, the? I know you had an interest in coaching, but why didn't you look to pursue further into coaching?
1: Um, to be honest, right at the time there wasn't enough money in it. Like I was leaving a six-figure business. Uh, we kind of just started YKTR, but um, so like. For people out of context, like I was at, like, I was at Penrith and Trim Barrow's was my assistant coach, got along really well. I yeah. uh, went to Met and had one more year, was injured the whole time. But the, the, when I got injured, I used to always drink with the coaches in that. So it was me, yeah. John Cartwright, um, Anthony Seabold, like, they, those are the coaching staff. So every yeah. Wednesday we'd go to a freshwater pub and have a few beers and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I've always been a student of anything in life, like, yeah. Um, football I really enjoyed video sessions I really enjoyed learning um, I'm big into books and all this sort of stuff is net right now when yeah. I was playing I was into nutrition and we we're talking about this with Chico the other day like 2013 like I was doing intermittent fasting um, I was doing I was drinking water out of a flask because I was scared of like plastic getting into water and like yeah that everyone's into now I was doing it yeah. like year, years and like paleo was like a weird thing back in the day um, yeah, yeah. and I was kind of I was into that sort of stuff as well so I've always been able to consume knowledge really well. And obviously football has been a big part of my life. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like I can articulate myself and make things sound a lot easier. Yeah. And I think they sort of saw something in that. And they're like, oh, you'd be a really good coach. And Ivan said it to me as well. Uh, my assistants before that have said that to me as well. So I think I can pick up information pretty quickly and and deliver it in a way that people can understand. And um, Baz was like, oh, come, like, go help coach the 20s. And and, and that team, they had, like, sort of Brad Parker, Jesse Ramian, and um, Nico Hines is who's yeah. sort of kicked on. Um, I used to just go down Tuesday, and Wednesday and sort of run behind them as like an assistant coach to um one of the boy, one of the coaches down there. And it was a bit of fun. So yeah, yeah. Um, used, to, used to actually sit up in the coaches' boxes with Trent and like um is, there's actually videos of me when a boy's scoring tries and I'm up in there going, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I like never been as scared to share my opinion. But I feel like it's always been well thought out. And um, like I said, I feel like I can always articulate myself pretty well in terms of words. Even early on, like I know I get a lot of credit now because I've got podcasts yeah. and shit like that. But I feel like that was always a strength of mine.
0: Yeah, I think, I think a lot with coaching. I think a lot of it they say they say the same things, but the way you can articulate it and the way you can get your point across to people. I think that's what separates really good coaches from great coaches. Like I've been watching a lot of Ivan Cleary because I'm a Penrith fan myself, but he just, I feel that he can just get his point across without a maximum amount of words. But I feel in the nowadays... Definitely. You've feel seen, like- you've
1: some you've summed up Ivan to a fucking T like yeah. he doesn't waste his words. Like I've been in his office plenty of times, like good yeah. and bad things. And um, yeah, like a lot of the things I carry over into business right now is off the back of my lessons from Ivan. Like he was a massive mentor to me. He was my head coach. Yeah. At the time I was a grader. So um, the way he used to articulate himself was like, I always found interesting. And like mm. some people used to find it awkward, but they, they couldn't really converse in that sort of style. But like you, you've nailed it on the head, bro. He's a really smart guy. Doesn't waste his words.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I just want to talk about also your career about playing footy. Um, that period when you knew that it was over, but you didn't know what you wanted to do. Because I also also study mental health and studying counseling. I want to talk about what type of mental health state you were in because as a pro athlete, you're kind of riding the highs a bit and the lows a bit. What toll did it take on your mental health when you're riding those highs and lows?
1: None, none. And like, I talk about mental health and stuff and someone that's never really gone through it, bro, I was sort of yeah. like lucky. Um, Like I said, the, and this is this is the key, this is a massive important part of this podcast right now. I never solely attached myself as purely as a rugby league player. Like yeah. my identity wasn't attached to me as a rugby league player. So um, even when I'd go out, like I'd never say I was a football player talking to girls. Yeah. Um, I always try and bring up like books and stuff like that. Yeah. I was into photography at the time. I was into making videos. I was into reading books. So football was only... Even though it was my main job, it was only one part of my life. I never yeah, it's really part saw. Of it. life.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a part of my life, and it is my job, but I never attach my identity towards that. So um, I feel like a lot of people that struggle from going from football player to real life. Yeah, their their identity is solely attached to them just being a football player, and it when you when you transition away from that, it starts to get a little bit scary. And the other side of it, bro, I wasn't I was never that great of a player. I was fucking average. So. yeah, <laughs> It like I, I was good from where I come from, but in terms yeah. of NRL, I was average. So, you go average football player to, like, normal life, it's, like, not that bad where you go superstar to normal life. Yeah. That drops pretty bad. And you, yeah. you attach identity to the top of that as well, man, shit gets even worse. So, um, that's me, bro. Like, uh, would would be a cool story if I come on there and go, for, you know what, I struggled. Yeah. And, like, I did go through, like, tough times, but it wasn't mental health things. It was financial. Yeah, was yeah exactly. This, like... Yeah. I, that was mental health and I'll never paint my picture in that way.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, because I'm looking I, I, I see it nowadays a lot of um athletes like I feel that I don't know I don't know what they're doing in, in professional sporting clubs now with, with rugby league, but I feel like a wellness coach, I think that would be like a, a massive job in inside like like rugby league or not even just rugby like sport, because I think that like they should have every player goes and sees that like a wellness coach or a counselor. Just so they, even if there's nothing wrong with them, just so, they, just so they know that there's someone they can talk to and there's someone they can reach out to. Because I know, especially with men, they have that stigma of, you know, you got to bowl of things inside. Like, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. Like, you got to let things out at times because it's going to yeah. come out at worst times.
1: Man, I've got, I've got plenty of friends that, that you'd look at from the outside and go, fuck, this dude's got his shit together. Um, and a lot of them go to counseling and therapy and um, a lot of people that do actually go, they, they all say the same thing. They're like, oh, everyone should have to do this. So yeah. Cause um,
0: yeah. Go on. Sorry. Sorry, right, you go. No, no. When I was in school, the, the best piece of advice I ever gotten was a teacher that i you know, I, I didn't mind him, but it wasn't my favorite, but he said, everyone in this room here and everyone at this school should at least once a week or once a month go see a counselor. And at the time I didn't, I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. I was like, Oh, I don't know. He's been I, at the moment. I'm fine. But, actually took his advice and it, it it worked so well for me and it just it just opened up like everything for me and I could just you know just breathe for a second yeah you know, sometimes and just let 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 what you need to talk about
1: and and like um like I've never gone to counselling or anything, and not yeah. trying to set up a high horse. But I do talk very transparent and honestly through podcasts and yeah. conversations like this, bro. Like people ask me questions, I'll give you my fucking all, and I won't hide yeah. anything. So I'm never really hiding anything from anyone, and that's kind of a form of counselling in some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, but I, I do find myself, bro. I do find myself in a lot of deep conversations with people. Like I'm sort of like out there now, and people sort of trust me. So I get randoms coming out to me saying some pretty deep stuff, man, and yeah, sort of. Realize that, bro. Like a lot of people have had child, childhood trauma or like tough parents and shit like that. And I was lucky; I had two really great parents. And um, bro, it's crazy how many types of people that sort of gravitate towards me that have had these types of things and want to have a chat and get deep. And I'm I'm happy to be that guy if they need need me to be there. Yeah. um Yeah, I agree, bro. You someone, and someone from from an outside that doesn't know who you are, doesn't know your background, who's yeah. trained in that space. Man, it's 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 a weight off the shoulders. And to talk about back to football when when yeah. I knew my time was over, in my mind I'd, I'd been over football for two, three years. Yeah, in my mind. And then um I don't never said it out loud. Never said it out loud. And I snapped my peck at um Manly. And the first time I said it out loud, go, fuck, I'm over football. I'm done with this. Yeah, bro. Just so, whew, bro. I felt like I dropped five kgs in yeah. the space of two seconds. It was just a massive weight off my shoulders because I'd been denying myself of what I actually wanted to be for a long, long time. And once I said it out loud and publicly, and I was only to myself. Yeah. As all right, honestly, bro, I was, always remember it. I just went, and yeah. I just snapped my, I was in fucking pain, but I felt relief. Because I, yeah. knew, I knew this next chapter was coming and I, and I was excited about it. My stomach dropped. Whenever my stomach drops, um, that's sort of life's way of telling me I need to go in that direction. Yeah. Uh, let's start a business. Let's start vog- vlogging. Let's do a podcast. Like I know all the stuff's sort of, anyone can do this sort of shit now yeah but when i was when i started it like i oh, couldn't really look around and go oh here's the guy that's doing it that i need to follow and like my stomach used to always drop and i was like yeah that's where i need to be
0: yeah exactly yeah because no, i've been watching you guys since you guys were young as like youtube when I, I remember i was watching youtube back like when i first made an account you guys popped up because i was I'm, I'm a big Penrith fan i used to follow you guys and one of my yeah, favorite yeah. Team, one of my favorite years through penriff was like the 2012-14 that rebuild and new Chico. Like Faray, all those boys coming now. I thought like I just really liked like the culture you guys had. But that's just a little side topic. But um, I wanna I wanna keep talking about
1: uh sorry, so just to yeah. touch on that. It was actually like strategy built off the back of Gus Guild as well. So, yeah. so um and the 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 coaching, like you look at Ivan's team now, and he's got a team full of developed superstars that they've all yeah. come through as nursery. At the time, they were just trying to get very much like Moneyball. Have you seen the movie Moneyball?
0: Yeah, I've actually got I've actually got the DVD, it's one of my favorite movies.
1: Yeah, so they sort of had that sort of mentality. It's like, we don't really have a superstar, but we're going yeah. to try and get the right pieces that are really good people. Yeah. Everyone that played in that sort of time, they're like, oh, that was our favorite year. Everyone used to hang out. Like, our team drinks were mad. There was no one that was a massive superstar, like guys yeah. like Matty Moorland, like, sort of.
0: He was coming um, from like, the ranks at that time.
1: Yeah, off the back of that platform, he he stood up and he was winning us games and shit like that, and he turned into our superstar. But Ivan used to always say, the team is a superstar. Yeah,
0: exactly. That, that
1: was every day like the team's a superstar no one's bigger than anyone else and like but at the end of the day we just didn't have enough talent to go to that next little spot but like we're making like major semis and like you yeah, know i remember all- you know? and well and that coming as well everyone was just good people so yeah. that was I, I was big on gus and then you get a team that's got a little bit of success and then you've got juniors that are fucking winning hd ball and, and harold mm. mats and under 20s and then like they're, they're aspiring to be in this first grade team that's actually having a bit of success now those guys don't take off and then you look at the long tail you got the fucking pin of pamphers right now
0: yeah they're, now they now yeah you guys laid that platform in a sense and now they're reaping the rewards
1: but also, to the other side of that, a lot of us were just looking for contracts as well. You know what I mean? A lot of us, like, that was my last chance to play in um, yeah. guys like They recruited guys like Cam Serialto because they knew he had a future in coaching. Gus went out and drove out and met him at a McDonald's halfway down Newcastle. So, man, like I know people shit on Gus a little bit because he's yeah. he's front and center and he's very opinionated, but, man, he's a smart operator.
0: Yeah, I, I've always liked Gus Gould, just not just as a football brain because – he, he might be a different person the way he comes as you said but he knows some you know you can't not win premierships and you can't not be successful for no reason like obviously he's what he's doing player. works
1: so like he used to do these things bro so like say we lose three get three games in a row um he'll get the like whole team together yeah. bro, and just go you know you know he walks in origin and does his like he's not yeah, his origin he's of- stuff yeah doesn't say um doesn't fuck up one sort of thing he, he'll do that in conversations with, with team rooms and that so like we lost her in a row one time and like we're in this massive hall i guess boys come take a seat and everyone sat down like no one was sort of like we weren't in the bunch everyone's sort of spread out yeah and, he, and this is our this is our problem right now like we're too disjointed as a team like when a team comes together they should be sitting next to each other they should be yeah. going after dinner and stuff like that when whenever he'd have a rant and they're always like very positive type speeches but they'll get you fucking motivated would always win the next game so yeah it was it was cool to see man the influence of speech and influence of storytelling and um, it's something i've always res- resonated with and love and um inspired to be like and bro, he was the guy man he was he was so good at it
0: yeah i feel like he can hold a room pretty well and just when he talks people are going to listen to him
1: bro like he walk in the room everyone sort of just goes and I, it's probably because you're used to seeing him on tv and stuff like that and like, I've hung around knowing people before, but I think Gus was always a little bit different. And then the other side of it, bro, you knew he was in charge too. Yeah. Like, nothing, nothing went past him. Like, he got rid of Ivan.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. He got rid of so Ivan.
1: He's not, he's not scared um, to make decisions. And one thing he used to always say, bro, he goes, I've seen everything in rugby league. Um, if something happened, make sure you come to me straight away. Mm. He goes, I can't help it if I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and exactly. I have, I literally have the same conversation. Anyone that comes work for me, I'm like, bro, like, if I don't know, I can't help. Like, if you need a place to stay, if you need food, if you need money, you got to tell me first so I can help yeah. you. So, and I, it's weird. Like, now we're having this conversation. I'm like, fuck, I learned this shit off Gus. Um, yeah. I learned this shit off Ivan. So, man, they're, they're pretty, two, pretty, pretty cool guys, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I was very big on that, that whole, that whole ride because I could just see when they, when you guys were playing, you guys actually wanted it more than most teams. That's why you guys won a lot, you know, and it, the first year you guys didn't make the finals, but you were ninth or tenth. So that that just shows you from like bottom to ninth or tenth. You know, it, it was working. It was definitely working. That was that was probably yeah. one of my favorite parent teams of all time, to be honest. Mm. But yeah, now to... yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to transition to um. I just want to talk about this uh, one part in in uh, athletes today and the media today. I feel that they the media and just fans in general they have like a like a sense of where they can just go and target athletes and just say whatever they want and then it kind of it's all it's like kind of like it's all right to bash their name like the example for me is like latrell mitchell right like when he was going through that stuff with the roosters and then he didn't know what he was going to do his next chapter of the contract he was getting bashed for no reason and then people and then he came out and he targeted him like earlier this year and and last year at that time and he got villainized for it. Why do you think that the media just feels that it's alright to bash people's names? Because at the end of the day, they're just humans, and people paint them like they're superheroes or they're some type of you know they have no feelings. And I I, I commend like Latrell's not one of my favorite players, but I just he's one of my favorite people in NRL because I commend him so much. What, what what's your opinion on that? Because I know you can't.
1: It's the the media's job. So their job is to write storylines that get views and, and click rates and off the back of using click rates, they can actually charge people more. So that's their whole job. Like if you understand what their job is, is to get open rates, the best way to get an open rate is to write a negative story. And sometimes they just they latch on to someone. So obviously Corey's my best mate, and like yeah. he's been a bit of trouble at the moment. But in the past, yeah. like 15, 16, bro, he was always in, He was always the guy. And then they always seem to latch on to some type of person because they know that person gets the open rates. At the time, it was Latrell Mitchell, yeah. but in saying that, I, I don't think Latrell ha- like he handled it. Yeah, react reactively, really, really well. Like he didn't like do anything stupid or anything yeah. like that. But the way to do it now, bro, is everyone's got a social media. If you're a football player, you just come out on the front foot straight away. Hit it with a straight back. This is what's happening. Like, Kirk Haywell coming out last week. Um, I haven't signed yeah, off the Broncos yeah. yet. I'm focused on playing for Queensland. Sean Johnson coming out. Um, there's a lot of rumors going around me. None of these are true. Um, Sharks have denied me a contract. I'm looking for a new one. I still want to play football. That's the way you do it, bro. Because what it does, you go play at a fan, fan of player. Which yeah, is exactly. basically, this is the theory that we've built why ktr sports off yeah like we want to direct communication from player to fan and once you let it into media and then say latrell mitchell doesn't talk for three four months and yeah. you, you've got you know and the boss going hey i need a story yeah like, what are you doing like, all right latrell Mitchell's in tari riding motorbikes yeah <laughs> Lat- Lat- latrell mitchell's put on three kgs because he's driving I'm like who gives a fuck yeah exactly yeah so that that's what it is bro that's all it is so once players take more accountability and it is starting to happen and it's going to happen more and more and more, it's just going to be even better and better. Imagine when players get to a point, say someone like Brandon Smith, who's hot, hot, hot property right now, and he goes, hey, guys, tune in live, 7.30, this Sunday. I'm going to announce what team I'm going to next year. Like, fuck, that, that's like yeah. basketball.
0: He's yeah, got, he's got the – Takes the media the free free. straight away. Takes the media out straight away.
1: And then, if you're a smart businessman, you can get someone to sort of sponsor that content as well. So, hey, was this, is going to, yeah, exactly. this is gonna, yeah, exactly. Want to buy a sports bet? Blah blah blah. So, man, it's gonna be an exciting space for sports coming
0: forward. Yeah, like like as you said, like what, what Brent Swift. That's kind of like what LeBron did back in 2010. Like he he created the whole decision. Like he created a whole a whole like yeah, exactly like, a sports center thing for it. And he was kind of ahead of his time. there he got bashed for that back in the day. I remember, he got smashed for it. But like looking back now, like. KD did his like his, his next chapter, like they're all now creating that. It's just fan, as you said, player to fan that interaction. And,
1: and then, off the back of that, they build a media company, that you know, uninterrupted, KD yeah, uninterrupted. Is- yeah, KD's aligned with this uh smart invest. So, KD like invests into these different types of things. They've built their own. I think Dame Lillard's um, building his own media company as well because they know the value of media. Like, I yep. know the value of media. We've built our business off the back of media or content or anything like that. So, um yeah, it's a smart move. So, that's what I'd be doing if I was a player. Thanks, bro.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. You know, because I'm... I, I see that all, all the time. All these, all these, because I'm I'm massive into NBA. Like I love my basketball. I see all these players, like LeBron, like even you guys got that more than generate gear. Like one of my best mates loves that stuff. Like just because you guys, yeah, are,
1: we basically ripped off more than an athlete, obviously.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. That. Even like with LeBron, like he's got um, he's got that. He's even got more than he's got uninterrupted in Canada. Like he's got his own Canada brand for it. Like he's got he's going to be worldwide for that stuff. I reckon. And that's
1: what i want to do like i want to build the media company that's the umbrella company that makes the best content that's all i want to do
0: yeah exactly what is it one of my um one of my good friends ha- had a question that it rolls into this he said to me he said to me you want to ask what are the differences you feel between american sports media and australian sports media and what they can learn from each other
1: um so the first thing i'll sort of say is like when you were in, have you been in america
0: uh yeah i've been there but i was like last time when i went to hawaii in 2017
1: yeah, sorry, Bremen Dog. Oi. Oi, Jacko, can you just throw mellow in the office? Sorry, bro. Dog's just flying around. That's all good. Um, yeah, so so when you talk to American people, you'll be like, Hey bro, I've got this dream to start a clothing company. They'll be like, Yeah, man, like how can I help you? you say that in Australia, they're like, Bro, you can't do that. So uh, yeah. the obviously the mindset of it is, is straight away. Um, a lot of part like you gotta think of NBA. So say if Kate say if the 10 best players, Katie, LeBron, blah, blah, blah yeah. They go, I oh, won't play anymore. We'll do a lockout. Like, they can influence the whole. Um, oh, absolutely.
0: NBA. Absolutely. And yeah. they will have to lock out. They would have to lock out. They, out. Like,
1: when something was happening not too long ago, all the GMs were waiting for LeBron to have a word. Like,
0: Yeah. Oh, the- it was, you know what it was? It was when they were in China. It was when they were in China. There was like, I don't, I don't on the, on the top of my head, I, understand, I remember, remember what it was all about. But they were talking about, Something happened in China and they were gonna postpone games every over there and there was like a whole like a whole sense of well maybe the season's gonna be gone for a second. So yeah, yeah I know you I know you're talking about. Um, but sort of
1: to roll back to your question, I yeah. think in America they do, and this is kind of another ethos that we'll build why KTR sports offers. Like if you look at regular league content. And you look at Fox Sports; it's very negative. Like you go NRL 360 Controversy Corner. You got all no one's underneath 40 years of age. They're always complaining about the game. So if you complain about the product, you actually think the product's wrong. You yeah. look at the product now; it's not that great. It's we need a faster game. We we need like less stoppages, bro. The game's fucking too fast now, we're getting 66 nils. Yeah, yeah I so just said
0: the f- 66 nils 50 is coming to new 24 nil.
1: Yeah, that's it, bro. So, like, if you think of the product, the product's fine. But then if you have all this external uh, media pressure saying, no, nah, we need to change, we need to change, we need to change. From the outside of looking in, we're like, oh, shit, maybe we do need to change, but we actually don't. So that's our media down here where you look at someone like America, um, they, they pay attention to Monday to Friday as well. So it's not always about, like, I love basketball, bro. It's yeah. one of my favorite sports, but, but I don't watch a whole game of basketball. Yeah. I never never watch a whole game of even like finals. I'm like, oh fourth quarter. All right, cool. You're two
0: you quarter, yeah, exactly.
1: But I do want to know what they're wearing when they're coming into the stadium. I know I want to know what the boys are up to when um they're in the off season. I want to know what the boys are eating. So yeah, I think I think that's a massive difference in the media. One, they're not haters over there. We've kind of got this tall poppy syndrome thing down here. Um two, they understand culture as well, and there's a crossover. So they're like rugby league should be rugby league, where the Penrith Panthers they're banned from playing like one four music like a year ago or some shit like that. Where that should be that's a perfect crossover. You've exactly. got culture, yeah. with music, exactly. and sport. That's a crossover. That's the crossovers that you need that that can integrate the game to be a lot bit bigger. Like one four wearing Penrith shirts is a fucking mad thing.
0: So no, exactly, it's, it's it's as you said, it's 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 supporting the culture and it's both crossover away. It kind of intertwines with each other at the at the right point.
1: And like like on that's what I want to build here yeah and like i don't i don't have the million dollar backings that fox sports have and yeah like they'll yeah. probably look one day they'll probably look at us and they'll probably have the budget to sort of outplay us but we'll not have a crack anyway
0: well i feel i feel like as you said about basketball like a lot of, the, a lot of people that come into ykcr now might not even follow rugby league but because you like basketball so much i feel that there's a lot of people that are that are adapting and getting into basketball and I reckon that's gonna be a massive. That could be like an, even like a, just a another avenue for you guys to go through, especially with YKTR yeah, I, Sports.
1: I, I like the I like the um, business side of a lot of things as well, like yeah. the entrepreneur athlete. Like I love watching how like LeBron moves, obviously, and KD. Yeah. Um, like I love seeing the moves that they make. Like are they into like pizzas? Like obviously, LeBron's got their Blaze Pizza scenario. I just like to yeah. see how they move. and Rich Pauls, a guy I pay attention to a lot, because I think yeah. he's like a bit so yeah i just find that shit cool bro imagine i'd love to be the guy and i've got the five best nrl players and we just build fucking mad businesses and get mad brand deals and and change people's perception on everything bro that'd be sick
0: yeah did you did you on uh, the sidetrack here do you know shaquille o'neal he um he turned down he turned down investing in starbucks before it first went up oh. imagine that <laughs> that hurt he's like it's okay, like a, he's got He's like I didn't drink coffee, so I didn't really wasn't invested in it. So he, instead, he invested in Five Guys, which worked out pretty well for him. But still, yeah, yeah nah, that's crazy, crazy. And like, uh, and
1: that, and that's the point where like athletes need to get to. There's a lot of super successful people that have got fucking money that support the Roosters. Yeah, like, Roosters. They should be talking. Or you got a mad guy that loves Penrith, but um, like he's grown up watching Penrith, but now he runs this hundred million dollar company, like. Players need to start moving in those, those, they need to start moving like that, bro. Like, yeah. oh, this guy loves us. So while I've got leverage, let me go have a conversation with him. Not asking for money on his shit, just asking for advice and knowledge. And and that, there's that great saying, it's like not what you know, it's who you know. And yeah, bro, This is like that, bro. It just is. And it, it might not seem fair, but once you're in that circle, it seems pretty fair. You just got to figure out how to get you, how do you get into that circle?
0: Yeah, because through coaching basketball, I actually used to work at a school called Cranbrook in Rose Bay so yep. um so when i used to go there i used to be very um talkative to all the people i used to work with because it's actually, it's not it's not what you know to you know and i was building connections there and i was able to like my boss used to be an ex sydney kings player and through talking to him you know i've worked camps with ben simmons and stuff like that like it's just it's not what you know to you know and all you gotta do is you gotta put the work in to reap the rewards
1: that's it, bro. If you don't have leverage, you got to find a way to get in front of the person that has leverage and offer them skills that they don't. And like everyone that's works there at YKTR, they all sort of reverse engineered, me, reverse engineered me and figured out what I need. Like, Luke, you should send me content every single day. So I was like, oh, for this dude's helping me out. So at least yes. have a meeting. Jackson was writing for me for like a year. So I'm like, fuck, come over here. Let's, let's get to work. So um, that stuff's really important, man. If you don't have leverage in the way um, you want to, you just got to figure out, how to get it and sometimes it's helping someone that does have leverage save them time that's one way to get it or a a piece of leverage is like say if i wasn't offering podcasts and a friend of mine and you knew a friend of mine hey my friend runs this podcast that's a form of leverage like friends are a form of leverage so man, stuff like that's really important and important to understand
0: yeah exactly um i just want to go maybe one more thing with you and then after that, i'll let you go um when we touched on this um your yktr sports you know i'm i'm, I'm big into it I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of what you're doing because a lot of your audience as you, as i said doesn't come from rugby league like what other other avenues do you feel you can get to attract other people to come to yktr sports
1: um yeah obviously there's multiple sports that we can cover and sort of sitting here talking you basketball sort of at the forefront of our mind and like like i said like it's a little bit harder because we can talk on footy pretty easy and, like, uh, Scope and Jackson can, like, sort of cover basketball as well, which is important. Um, but, yeah, like, AFL is a big one. Rugby union's pretty interesting. Like, everyone sees Rugby Union as a competition. When you come from New Zealand, um, yeah. all New Zealanders watch Union and League. A lot of the Union boys watch YKTR sport. Like, I'm friends with All Blacks right now, and they're watching what we're doing and asking questions, and all of them watch League, bro. So, yeah. Um, uh, there's a big space in there. And you got to think union's a global sport. Like 6.6 yeah. 6 million people play it. Like not that many people play league. So I'm looking at that sort of space as well. AFL's is massive, but you just got to sort of recruit all the right people as well. So there's multiple sports you can go, but it's just copy and paste. It's like, who's who's the funny guy in that sort of space? And then you start, you just kind of build out the same shows. So yeah. we're trying to really focus on the structure here at YKTR and focus on league first. And once yeah. we know it works, it just goes... Yeah. And you look at bleach Sport, They got like BR kicks. They got BR like football. Yeah. BR like gridiron. They've um, got everything. You build, you build it out like that.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. I feel because like, I because I feel like because talking on AFL. I used to work for the Giants and actually like I was work for the AFL was contracted with the Giants as a DO development officer, and I used to go through all Western Sydney like basically Hills area, Blacktown, and then Parramatta. It's there's such a big appetite for that sport, but there's just not as much in the sense where like there's not as much people pushing it but like if you had afl pushing in western sydney like it'd probably become one of the biggest sports because it's such a it's such a sport that would is so talent like a lot of the sport of it it's very talented wise and then a lot of people from western sydney are just naturally talented a bit more like that area like imagine if you had like stephen Crichton playing afl when he started off oh
1: you know
0: he'd smash it you know so i feel like you know, the more audience.
1: But then you you just sort of need that one guy. So like league's going to be a ride out west for a long, long time now because Jerome Lewis from Mount Druid and and if these guys win comps, like those guys that are 10, 11, 12 right now, they want to be the next guys. They're going to be playing league as well. So you kind of just need that one dude from Western Sydney that's like, yo, I'm from this area. And and it's a little bit different because you get drafted in in the AFL and you kind of, like you get, you can't help where you go a lot of the time um but if they get that sort of you think of a lebron scenario where they get the first round draft pick and you end up getting the best 18 year old or 19 year old and he's actually from fucking blacktown yeah exactly yeah that's when stuff gets starts to get interesting but then there's also the long tail of that as well so he might start playing now and then you got to go back to the 10 year olds that have to develop up to be the next guy like that so
0: would you love to see a draft in the NRL?
1: yeah uh i don't know like obviously coming from Penrith and you see that nursery and how much effort they put into developing their juniors and bro, you go to training, bro. There'd be like 60, 70 kids there, like from 14 to 18, all working hard, doing the same plays that we're doing. Um, So I don't know, you you, you kind of, I I do find it like, it is pretty interesting though. I do love like, I think basketball off season is almost more exciting than in season,
0: mate. Like it's, it's it it actually like it's that. it's way more interesting because nowadays players have so much so much power. They can, mate. You like as you said, Golden State. I'll tell you right now, they're making moves right now that teams and players wouldn't even think of. Like, there's big rumors mm-hmm. Ben Simmons is going there. Do
1: you reckon he'll go? Yeah,
0: I think Ben Simmons he has to go only because they didn't win this year. If they won, mm-hmm. say say they won this year, they win this year. The process is complete and you'll see other teams tank for a year or two, try to just get draft picks, and then it will work, right? So, OKC okay, right now, they in five years' time, they'll be one of the hottest teams in the league because they've got like 30 first-round picks.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? <laughs> so what, what Sam Presti is doing, he's thinking, if I get all these picks, only one has to hit, right? Only one has to hit like a top one, right? Once he hits one, then he can just trade, all right, and build more assets. So now he's got Kemba Walker, right? Camel Walker probably won't play for the for the Thunder for the whole season, right? Right now he's looking at him as why, an asset. why
1: why won't he play?
0: Because OKC is in a rebuilding phase. And Camel Walker right now, he's in a he's in a phase where he win now. So for me, I reckon he'll go to I reckon there's a big chance he'll go to the Lakers because the Lakers want to win now, right? So if you're the Lakers, oh if you're the Thunder, what do you want from the Lakers? If I'm the Thunder, I want first round picks because I know. Once LeBron kind of leaves, AD Charles Barkley says this: AD is kind of like street clothes. You don't know when <laughs> he's. You don't know. You don't that. know. Yeah. You know. Right? You don't know when he's going to play, right? Because he's kind of injury prone. If I'm the, if I'm the Thunder, give me all your first round picks for Kemba, because that way, if the first rounds the first round picks, even if they're like a protected or unprotected, they're going to hit. Because say LeBron goes, AD goes, they're straight in a rebuilding phase. Now OKC mm. has all their assets. And Lakers, they have to be good because if they're not good, then OKC has all their picks. Yeah, so that's,
1: yeah. That,
0: that's why I reckon like oh, OKC, like they'll be they'll be massive. And then as you said, right, they got Shea Gilgis, who's like the best fashion fit in the NBA, right? Oh,
1: this dude, bro! He's like the best
0: dude. best fashion fit in the NBA. So now people are going to be more inclined to watch them because you look at it, OKC is not a big market, so they have no. to they have they have to do this because they can't go out and get free agents. Hundred mm,
1: percent. Mm, uh, yeah. it makes sense yeah. and like like bro all that stuff's exciting to me I, I love the sort of moving pieces of it so man a draft in nrl like could work but then you'd have to compensate the people like Penrith, like yeah exactly they're 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 the nursery or um i don't know they're like imagine imagine developing nathan clary and and yeah. jerome Lewis and they end up at fucking the bulldogs and and melbourne yeah exactly <laughs> you you yeah. know it's and that's pretty hard but and like, if we had a university-style system, yeah. of course, like, draft system would, would be perfect, but we just don't have that. We just don't have the legs for that.
0: Yeah, that's why in America it works so well with basketball and, and football, because they're playing AAU, which isn't associated with any club, and then they're playing university. But the best thing now with university is now their players are going to get paid. So that's really good now for the NCAA. Oh, that's
1: and obviously we follow Barstool a lot, and then sort of Dave Portnoy comes straight out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly right. He's yeah, he's, he's been signed, you know he's athletes. Yeah, yeah. so nah, he's, he's
0: smart, dude. He's smart, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, Is he is he one guy that you look at that's kind of like an inspiration to YKTR Sports? Because I know you guys like him a lot, obviously, but yeah, like would that be like an inspiration for you? Not just to be like a sport, because I know you guys talk about fashion and other times like that, but just just as a general media, like a like a looking.
1: Yeah, like you he he got bought out from Penn National for $500 million. Like,
0: yeah.
1: why wouldn't I be paying attention to that? So, like, if, say, if we build the best sports content, what's stopping a betting agency buying us? Yeah, exactly. And they place all their ads on us for free and they can charge other people like that. So, that's how that's how I'm sort of see, seeing the exit of this, even though I don't know if I necessarily want to exit. But, yeah, and that's another there. Yeah. Like, um, like Spotify buying you out or Sports mm. buying you out. Like, that's how they've moved um who knows man if they gave you gave you an offer that you couldn't refuse
0: yeah exactly right exactly right yeah i'm just going to move on to a bit more rapid fire questions and i'll wrap it up because i know you guys got um i'm appreciative of all the time you guys gave me um first question is um i know you guys are into your food three favorite food spots in sydney
1: um Franco's. yep I love chicken and chips. Um, Norwich
0: is the original one for me, obviously, because I'm in the Western Yeah, Sydney.
1: yeah, yeah. We I always get injured. So our x-ray spots are right next yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. The
0: there. x-ray spots are right next to it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I said head out there quite a bit. Uh, I'll go to Franco's. I'll go Kinzo. Yep. Um, Kenzo. And Parramatta. Um, and the Tara's, which is like a seafood joint. Okay. just like, just kind of like a fish market. style vibe. Yeah, yeah, that's, just yeah. my, that's my three.
0: Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Two pieces of advice you would give to yourself back then, back now, back then when you first started YKTR, and why is that?
1: Um, don't, be, don't be scared to back yourself. Like, that was kind of always, like, my biggest doubt, um, which went out and done it anyway. Uh, double down on education. That was, yep. Everything that's happened to me has been built off the back of reading and learning and um, going through experiences. So, man, read quicker, read faster. Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
0: Well, my, my, my father's actually CEO of um, Books and Gifts Direct, which is a books warehouse and a books wholesaler. So, yeah. like, you should you should see my garage, man. It is full of books. You'd love it. Amazon. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Oh, dead set, man. We, I, I probably got, like, a 1,000 books in my garage just because of all the stuff he gets.
1: Not much knowledge, man.
0: Yeah. yeah no, but just just double in on that, the two workers. Yeah, I feel nowadays with everything people do, that, 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 that section of fear of if they'll if they'll if they'll fuck up or if they'll mistake it do you think that's like the biggest thing right now if they take that step over if they push through it things are endless possibilities
1: um yeah like the other side of it is you just end up back in the same spot that you're originally in like (laughs) yeah like who, who honestly cares like only people that are going to judge you are the people that aren't doing shit with their life
0: anyway yeah exactly exactly um your favorite clothing brand, I, I, I believe I know what it is, but what would be your favorite clothing brand? What do you think it is? I think it's Kif. Yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah, yeah. Easy, easily. Easily, um, the way that they move. Um, have you been, oh, I went to one of their stores one time and I was like, fuck, this is a really cool retail experience. They had um, yeah. Kiff treat on the outside. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, just, I love the way they move. They're always dropping new merch. They're always starting to get better. Their brand collabs are really, really cool. Um, they've done some massive brand collabs that I really enjoy. Easily-
0: what do you think his best brand collab is? Because right now, right now, I'm in a big New Balance phase right now. Like, I'm yeah. New Balance. Like, he's just bringing out like- five seven fours.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I like, yesterday, I bought, like, three pairs of New Balances. Yeah, product. no, I saw. They're a slept-on shoe here. Like, like, people don't like them.
0: Yeah, I go but, on stock um, like- I go the StockX. I look at them. nine twos are my favorite model. They're going on, on the retail. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm just, bang, buy one, two, three, four. Like even the yeah. new five five fifties, they wanted the hottest shoes of the year, and no one cares about them. So I'm loving that.
1: Um, in terms of like most off the top of my head, I really like the. I don't really like. Um, I love, I love the brand story behind the BMW one. Like there was yep. like a two minute video of him cruising around. I really like love loved that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know, but he does so many brand collabs and so often, mm-hmm. so it's pretty crazy. Like I was talking to Pip Edwards, who runs PE Nation. Like they've done a brand collab together, yeah. and I don't know, like. I love all that sort of stuff, bro. Yeah.
0: So I love the collage. The, uh,
1: the gel light threes was like a I pretty think, cool yeah. one. But, I think gel light threes. Yeah. How he sort of started and he had the salmon toe like that. Put him on the map. Like his stories are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I remember buying a gel light threes and uh, to be fair, I don't really fuck off them that much because mm. like, I like a tongue on my shoe.
0: Yeah. That, that split tongue's really different. Yeah, ain't.
1: bro. It's like it wasn't it for me. Um, I was just buying it because it's kind of hypey, but um, yeah. I, I, think just, everybody I just
0: love that web sometimes.
1: Yeah, I I just love their whole story, bro. Um, just the way that they built his backstory with David Z, like how we got into New Balances was actually like the do you know the story of New Balance?
0: Not off the top of my head, no.
1: So, like the back in the day in the eighties, nineties, drug dealers were the guys that had the most money. You appreciate the story, bro. Yep. And then um, so in New York, what shoes do they rock in New York? Like Uptowns and Tim's. So you're yeah. only ever rocking Air Forces and Tim's. But if you're pushing on the block and selling drugs, probably the two last shoes that you actually wanted to be in. So the next shoe that actually cost the most money was a New Balance because they were made over in England, at the right? Time and they still had the N on the side, but people thought they were Nike. No one ever yeah, okay. really knew what they were. So like the like, like obviously the dope boys were the influences of back in the day because they're the people that had the money, they had the girls. Everyone wanted to go up them, hang around with them. But a New Balance was a shoe that um, that drug dealers used to wear in New York because it, it sort of showed that they were um, like working and they were out and about and they had money. It was kind of like the the subtle flex. Of standing on the block and, and working. So that was the story. And that's how New Balance started to become popular. If you look at like a lot of New York brands, like uh Amen Leon obviously gives yep. another one, they always collab with with yeah, new exactly balance like that. So uh, when I heard that story, I was like, Fuck it's pretty cool. That's it like, It's like a out West, like
0: oh yeah, it's a big two, time. Big time. It's like
1: a two fifty shoe. Um shows like you've got a bit of money, yeah, you know, shows you you're from that area. I think of think of new balance like that.
0: When yeah, no. Now I'm a big New Balance fan. Um, I'm just got a couple more questions and I'll I'll finish it off. Um, your favorite? Because I know, I know obviously you're in the fashion. Um, your favorite YKTR drop you've had, or your most under? Actually, sorry, I'll I'll rephrase that. Your most underrated YKTR drop in your opinion.
1: Um, it's kind. Of, you know what's weird? I'm not like. I understand fashion and, and the game and marketing, but I'm actually not that into it anymore. Yeah. Like probably four or five years ago, bro, I was like lining up to get anti-social social club and buying off white and here in Preston and all that sort of stuff. So I've kind of grown out of that little phase right now, but I think my most slept on project was probably Tech Project. Yeah. It was uh, it was uh kind of just a little bit ahead of its time. We dropped it about two years ago. We had like fluoro jackets. It was super detailed. Um, spent so much time on it, it just didn't quite hit. So man, that was probably my most slept on. My YKTR, we... You look at Kith, you look at Supreme, any of the big brands in the world, they're not fancy, bro, but the no, marketing
0: makes you feel like it is. Yeah, they're very simple. Like you look at Supreme, how many people would actually know Supreme was a skate- a skateboarding brand before?
1: No, no, one, no one. And like a lot of people don't realize they only drop a hundred um, units of like tees and stuff. So like, but they drop every Monday, but they, they, you have to text and, and sign up to get a chance to go into the raffle. And then if you do win the raffle, you have to be lining up on like a Tuesday at nine o'clock down at yeah. Fairfax to actually go in and grab your size. So they've they've sort of created demand off the back of that. And obviously they sold for half a bill yeah. last year as well, which is super exciting. And they're only in like three, four locations around the world. So once they start to expand out and obviously add shoes and different product categories, it could, it'd be a billion dollar company pretty soon.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll wrap it up with one last question. Where do you see YKTR and YKTR Sports been in five years' time?
1: i want to be the biggest media and most trusted platform that creates the most entertaining content. Um, and then the clothes just come along with that. I want us to be like, I love Kith, bro. Yeah. I think that the thought-out brand collabs, um, the stapleware, like, you, you know, Stone Island's like-
0: Yeah, Stone Island, very expensive. Stone,
1: yeah, that's but Stone Island's like, when you walk past someone and they've got that little badge on the side, you yeah, know, it's just kind of like, that,
0: oh. you know, yeah. Yeah. I, like- I was first, I first saw Stone Island when I saw Drake, I saw Drake wear it. And I looked at it cause I was like, nice, easy, simple stuff. You can wear it all the time. And I didn't realize the story behind it.
1: Mm. And like cool story, like all the lads, similar thing, bro. Every if you think about everything around um, fashion and whatever, it's like, like look at those shoes behind you. It's like, yeah. oh, these these were my grails back in the day. It's just because you didn't have access to them, but you saw someone having them, so you kind of want to, Everything about fashion and, and marketing and everything is just like just a like little nod of approval from the person that you don't know that that you know, and that that's all that's all this game is. It's like you, you want the uh, we had hoodies that sell out pretty quickly, but you see someone with that hoodie, you're like, oh, he was able to get one yeah like that, that's the game that's supreme that's why you're into shoes that's why you're into like basketball and i was into basketball cards and shit like that bro it's because you want something that you can show off to your friends that that you have and they don't yeah
0: that's
1: why bidding that's why bidding's is fun it's like oh yeah. look i'm right
0: you're wrong yeah yeah because i saw, <laughs> saw Simmy's. um i don't bet at all but i i, I find it interesting but i saw, I found i saw um simi small yesterday not simi um scopes multi the the three place trying to get a hat trick and it was pretty close to getting it that person was pretty yeah, close no, getting
1: crazy, it. Bro, crazy so fuck plenty plenty of money to be made in betting if you if you got the balls for it
0: yeah exactly um just one more thing um i was just going to show you like i don't know how many of these are, are around but i've got the old school, <laughs> the old school wait right.
1: wait hold up bro okay can you grab my phone i'll take a photo of that
0: bro. <laughs> so yeah how many oh, of these I- did you make
1: Oh, probably like 50, bro, max. So this I, had, is like
0: A- I had the hat for it. I had the hat for it. And then, and then I left it out in the sun. It's literally white right now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like right.
1: Shit is back in the day. Well, do you know the funny thing? was when we were making all that sort of stuff early on, bro. I'm like, bro, this is elite. Like, this is the best yeah, yeah. stuff.
0: And obviously, as you start to grow.
1: Um, oh, sorry, but right, Jackson, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, bro. That's all good, man. Uh, get it up. Get that t shirt up, bro.
0: <laughs> uh, old school i think but um yeah no I'll, I'll finish it off there um yeah appreciate you coming on man appreciate what you're doing for the community and just hopping on with people's different different podcasts different apps. i feel like you actually you're really you're really target you're really um you're really buying in and building into your, your your community i feel that's that's one reason why not just i follow you but a lot of my a lot of my friends follow you i feel that's a really big part so yeah i really do appreciate you coming on man i really I really yeah. really appreciate it
1: Grateful, bro. Thanks for having me on. Really enjoyed the conversation and you're a really great podcaster. So I appreciate you.
0: All right, mate. Thanks so much.
1: Later.